0: Welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Grace Assembly of God Sermon Podcast. Grace exists to help people discover a life of purpose in Jesus Christ through discipleship and serving one another. If you would like additional information, visit us online at www.graceofbelair.com. Again, thank you for joining us and enjoy this week's message. Thank you so much, church for having me here in your wonderful uh, church service this m- early morning. Um, my wife and I, we have two boys as I was here last year. So she wasn't able to uh, travel with me because she has, I traveled last night and stayed overnight here uh, to be prepared well. And also, um, So, but she has to drive our boys. Somebody has to stay with our uh, family, drive them to church, to, uh, to ministry. Thank God for our wives that who could help us. Amen. And um, thank you so much for having me here. I'm so grateful for being here this morning as well. So today we're going to talk about Pentecost. Praise God for the day of Pentecost that we have in Jesus' name. Amen. So what is Pentecost for me and I believe for us? That's God involves us in his plan of salvation for this world. Let me tell you this again. Pentecost is God involves us too in his plan of salvation for this world. Who we are, that God is involving you and I in His plan of salvation for this world, for salvation of this world. So I'm going to talk about the promise. I'm going to talk about the baptism in the Holy Spirit, and I'm I'm going to talk about the witness. So uh, before uh, I'll go to the Word of God, I'm going to read uh, Acts chapter one, verses one to uh, uh, verses uh, uh, four to eight. uh, The promise of the Father. Before I read those uh, verses, I want to share a few things about Old Testament times before Jesus came to this earth. In Old Testament times, Holy Spirit uh, was coming on only uh, prophets, on priests, and on kings of Israel only. So let me tell again, the Holy Spirit, divine being, the, uh, one of the persons of Godhead, was coming on the, only the prophets... Only on priests and on kings, only. Other people, they were without Holy Spirit, who was coming on them. But something happened in a history. So before I we're going to go there, I want to read. Uh, I want to read that uh, also. Prophet Joel about several hundred years before Jesus came to this earth. Prophet Joel said that in last days God say. He says that I will pour out my Spirit on every flesh. God is going to do something unusual that never done in the earth before. He said, I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. On all flesh. On all flesh. Not only uh, for prophets. Not only for uh, uh, priests. Not only on kings. On all flesh. So before that happened, Jesus came to this earth. And while Jesus was here, and when he he died for our sins and he rose from the dead, he was meeting with his disciples and proving that he he rose from the dead and sharing with them. And I'm going to read about that. It says, on one occasion, after his resurrection, he met his disciples many times. And this is one of them. It says, on one occasion, uh, Acts chapter 1, verse 4 to 8. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he rose from the dead and he was eating with his disciples to show them that, listen, I rose from the dead. I'm not a ghost. I'm a risen Lord and I can eat with you guys to prove that I am Jesus. So, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have Heard me speak about, for John baptized with water. In a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when, he, when they met together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set on his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So, Jesus was talking about promise that Father promised, He was talking about the baptism in the Holy Spirit, and He was talking about the, the power that will come. And will make us to be witnesses of Jesus. So we're going to talk about the promise, about the baptism, about the witness. The first promise of the Father. In, in John 14, verses 16 to 17, while Jesus was on earth still, uh, 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 before he, he went to cr- cross, he says that, I will ask the Father and uh, to give you another counselor, advocate, or helper, who's going to be next to you, who's going to be helper, the Spirit of truth. He is with you. And Jesus said, He will be in you. Never in history, Holy Spirit devolved in any human being. But Jesus was talking here that He will be in you. John fourteen twenty six says, The Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father sends in my name, will teach you and remind you everything I have said to you. John 15, 26, Jesus said, The Counselor, Spirit of truth, will testify about me. John 16, verses 7 to 15, Jesus said, The Counselor, Spirit of truth, will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin, righteousness, and judgment. But he will guide you, to those who are believers in Jesus, into all truth. And we'll tell you about, about what he hears. And he will glorify me, Jesus said. So we see as Jesus said that he was talking about the person of Holy Spirit. The person of Godhead. Someone said third person of Godhead. That he's going to come. He's going to live with you, in you. And who's going to teach you. Who's going to guide you to all truth. Whatever he hears, he's going to notify you. He's going to tell you. And Jesus said that the spirit of truth will testify about Jesus. The spirit, Holy Spirit is going to glorify Jesus. And the Holy Spirit, while disciples, they were hearing about this all, I don't think they understood altogether what Jesus meant. Let me tell you one story. What happened? About, uh, about a couple years ago, in a Muslim country, back in my country, uh, it's, uh, we, we have persecution. Because uh, Muslims, when they believe in Jesus, they, they can get persecution from other Muslims, from, from police, from KGB. So one of the uh, uh, Christian brothers uh, was taken to a KGB office. That in, in that office, that KGB guy, the top, one of the top uh, KGB guys, you know KGB, the secret police. While he was going to the office, he called his wife. He said, I don't know I'm going to make back or no, but pray for me. While he was in his office, the big, he said, big office. This guy was around 70 years old, he said. One, uh, one uh, arm of Cordy was uh, like dressed. Other one still there. He was on the phone talking to this guy, yelling at that one, putting the taking the other one and calling, talking to them and pushing the button, talking to them. He was like crazy. He said, I never met. He was like demonized guy. And I was standing in order for him to respond why they brought me to, this, to his room. And he said, look at me. And he said, you have three minutes to tell me who is God. And he was yelling at that one and yelling at that one. And he said, I was there. I knew I'm not going to get out of here. This is how it happens most times. And he was there asking Lord, speak to me. Tell me something that I will tell him. Because I don't know what to tell him. And this guy looked at me again and said, Hey, you have three minutes to tell me who is God. Who God is. Then the Holy Spirit spoke to him. He said, ask him, how old is he? Well, this brother in Christ... He said, sir, I have a question. He said, I am here asking questions. You are answering my questions. He said, I know. Can I ask a question?" He said, go. ahead." He said, how old are you? And this guy was talking still to all, this phone, yelling at this guy, cursing that one. He said, I am 60, 70 years old. And the Holy Spirit spoke to him. Tell him, if in six to seven years you are not able to understand who God is. How can I explain to you in three minutes how God, who God is? And this sixty-seven years old, one of the top KGB crazy guy, he just pushed the button and someone said, come into my office, take this crazy guy out of my office. He's out of his mind. And they kicked him out. Remember Jesus, what he said in Matthew chapter 10, verse 19 and 10 said, he said, when authorities will arrest you, don't worry what to say, because the spirit of your father, spirit of your father, the Holy Spirit will speak through you. Don't worry because spirit of your father will speak through you. I had that experience myself as well. When they put in when they t- took us to uh, the KGB office, holding us for several hours there, yelling at us, I thought they're going to just smash us, they're going to beat us up, and they're going to put us in prison because just we were believers in Jesus Christ and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ for three and a half hours. It was, the, the, they were yelling at us, just cr- I thought they're going to just. That's it. And they say, sit down and write down that. I will never, going to, I'm never going to uh, uh, testify and evangelize anyone else. I said, I can't do it. What are you going to do? I said, I can write down that everywhere I'm going to talk about that. I didn't know why I'm saying that. That was the Holy Spirit. As Jesus said, don't worry. Because the Spirit of your Father is going to talk through you. And they released us to go out. When we were walking on the street, something happened. I, I experienced two times that one. The God's Spirit came upon us so powerfully. And we thought we are flying, laughing, joyful, walking about 30 minutes to go to the house that was around 1 a.m. in the morning. God knows how to comfort your heart, how to speak through you. Because Jesus said, the Holy Spirit, the promised person, of Godhead is going to come and dwell in you. And he's going to speak to many others. And let me tell you about the other one. Pentecost, God involves us to, uh, in his plan of salvation for this world. Something happened on that uh, Pentecost day. Divine being of heaven, divine being of heaven, the Holy Spirit came down. First time in holy history to dwell in believers. To dwell dwell in believers. As Apostle Paul said in Corinthians that we are temples of Holy Spirit. That was never before that happened. Because Jesus said, I'm going to go to my Father. I will ask my Father to send you the Holy Spirit. I'm going to read uh, uh, Acts chapter 2 verses 1 to 4. That happened on the day of Pentecost, it's written in the Bible, Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place, that 120 disciples of Jesus Christ, with 11 apostles, with 12 apostles. Suddenly a sound like a blowing, a violent wind came from heaven and filled the house, whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. And all of them filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Never, never before the history of mankind happened similar to this. That was the first time when the divine being, the Holy Spirit, came down because Jesus asked Father to send him. When the divine being came into in the believers, live with the, in, in the believers, something happened. I call speaking in tongues. It says that when they filled with the Holy Spirit, they began to speak in tongues. I call speaking in tongues bonus of Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes, He brings bonus to us, speaking in other languages, in other tongues. Let me tell you my story, what happened to me. This story happened about 2,000 years ago. Uh, more than 24 years ago, I used to be Muslim. I grew up in a Muslim family, in a Muslim country. I tried to please Allah and read Quran and please Allah. And my religion, I, I called Islam. But somebody came in my neighborhood, end of 1994. Evangelist told us about heaven, about God, about, about, about how God is beautiful, about his promises, about Jesus Christ. And he invited me to come to church. My first time, when I was in the church, I saw about, that was a church, underground church, about 10 Russian believers there. Moses, 56 years old, ladies and men. Ten people. Love of God shocked me. And they kneeled down and they, prayed, they began praying in tongues loud all together. My first time. They were praying in tongues loud about 10, 15 minutes. I said, my goodness, what's going on out here? My first time. I never heard about it. But this brother told me about Jesus Christ and about speaking in tongues, about Holy Spirit. Because, and I was reading the New Testament. And I, they said, go home, come Sunday. I went home, I was waiting for Sunday, two and a half days. When this Sunday will come? I fasted, unbeliever, fasted 40 days. God, give me your Holy Spirit. God, give me your, I came to service. I repented on that Sunday morning, January 1st, 1995. Praise God for that day. And I repented my sins after the service. They said, would you like for us to pray for you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? I said, sure. I didn't tell them I'm fasting for this. In Islam, you tell everybody you are fasting. But in the in Bible, it, I saw you don't say others that you are fasting. It might have like been a secret. They said, kneel down, I did. I said, hey, wait, I don't know how to pray like you guys. Don't, don't worry, ask God, we're going to pray for you. I said, all right. I lift my hands and say, God, give me a Holy Spirit. One, two minutes passed. I have no idea what happened there. Something, love, joy filled my heart. So powerful. I felt I'm drunk flying in the air. And I began to speak in tongues about 10, 15, 20 minutes because Jesus baptized me in the Holy Spirit as the Bible says about. That was the day Jesus changed my whole life, my destiny. And you know what happened? I went out telling everybody about what Jesus has done in my life. I was telling everybody what he has done in my life. And let me tell you, there was a centurion, a Roman centurion, in Acts chapter 10. And he, while he was praying, he saw an angel of God coming and telling him, you got to uh, bring Peter. He's in another city to come and tell you about salvation. So this guy did. He, he sent his soldier, one of, some of his soldiers to bring Peter. Well, Peter came. And you know what this centurion did? He gathered around in in his house, his relatives, his close friends. And let me tell you about some story in Russia happened. One guy, God just radically saved one, uh, uh, one Russian guy. And he filled him with the Holy Spirit, changing all his life that day. And next Sunday, he was in the church, he was so happy. And... Pastor asked, hey, do we have anyone who had any uh, uh, testimony? This guy lifted his hand and said, I have testimony. Okay, brother, go ahead. He said, last Sunday, God saved me radically. And you know what I did? What did he do? He said, on Saturday, yesterday, Saturday, I, I invited my whole, you know, our friends, many friends, coworkers. I told them, you know what happened? I became a believer in Jesus. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. And he said, we had all kinds of alcohol. We had all kinds of, you know, food. We were celebrating my conversion to Jesus. Praise God. And pastor said, listen, that's awesome what you did, but please next time don't be drunk. You know, don't have too much, you know, vodka. But this guy was so honest because he gathered his old friends, coworkers to celebrate what Jesus has done in His life, telling them, "Listen, who am I now?" Is that awesome? Is that awesome? This centurion, in Acts chapter ten, brought together his relatives, his friends, close friends. Say, "Listen, something has to happen. A guy has to come. He has to tell us because angel visited me." Imagine. I love this story. And Peter, when Peter come, and while he was talking to them, man, something happened. He didn't say, do you want to repent? That was late. The Holy Spirit came upon those who hear the word of God. Praise God. And they began, they, they filled with all filled in the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak in other tongues. And Peter was like amazed. And those, I mean, what happened in here? Later on, Peter, a few chapters later, Peter answers to those who were accusing him that you went to, uh, to Gentiles. I said, listen, listen, you know what happened there? Even before they repented, God saw their hearts and he purified their heart by faith. And because of that, he filled them with the Holy Spirit as he filled, with, uh, he filled us before. That was the answer and they, they were silent. And let me tell you, let me tell you. Then Acts chapter 19, verses 1 to uh, 7. Paul was uh, going to evangelize and he came to one place. Ephesus, he found there some disciples of John. He said, listen, have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit? Oh, we never heard about it. He said, listen, you got you to uh, uh, believe in Jesus Christ. And then it says, uh, when Paul placed his hands upon them and prayed for them, you know what happened? Holy Spirit came upon them. Praise God, because Jesus promised and baptized them in the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak in tongues and prophesy. Listen. It doesn't happen in, in 2,000 years ago. In those places, it happens today. Let me tell you, about uh, less than two years ago, my youngest son, he was 13 years old. He went to Rail Rangers with Assemblies of God, Potomac District. Uh, there were about 400 kids. So he came back today later. I said, Dad, I want to share with you. I said, go ahead. I saw that he was different, man. He was like, you know, walking, and he was like, you know, something happened. I said, go ahead. What's happened? He said, Dad, I, you got to listen. I said, all right, I'm here. He said, we were about, uh, uh, then, uh, some commanders, they told me what happened there. About 400 kids, He said, Dad, you know, uh, I was there and we were praying for baptism in the Holy Spirit. Praise God. For the baptism, in, for, for teenagers. And he said, Dad, I was there. So about 250 kids, they came forward to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And he said, Dad, I was one of them. I was there asking God, baptizing with the Holy Spirit. I was asking God. And you know, Dad, what happened? I said, what? He said, Dad, my knee began to shake. I'm, my, I'm shaking my knee. I have no idea what's going on. 13 years old boy. While he said, dad, my knees were shaking. Am I standing? I don't know what to do. Then my, I fall on my knees, he said. I wasn't able to hold myself on my feet. While I'm on my feet, I'm asking God. And I began to cry. And I'm crying like, he said, girl. All right? I'm crying, crying. I don't know why I'm crying, he said. And then dad, while I, I was crying, I heard a voice. Listen. 400 people, all right? Commanders and all kinds of ministers there. Outside, they have speakers. And this guy, my son, he said, I heard the voice. I said, what did he hear? He said, Dad, I heard clear voice, spoke to me. Stand up and be strong in your faith. Dad, when I heard that voice, I stood up. Now I'm shaking, Dad. All my body shakes and I have no idea why I'm shaking. He said, Dad, while I was shaking, asking God, baptizing with the Holy Spirit, and everybody prays. Suddenly, Dad, I began to see things things what did he see he said dad everything just you know I cleared up the way I saw now a white b- bright light just shine on me and make a right road to me while I was looking at that I had no idea what's going on I said Bible says that that's vision I said I don't know what was that and he said Dad. while I was looking at that light suddenly out of light two hands straight out to me come on 13 years old boy Jesus said, in in, in Acts chapter 2 said that a young man will see visions. This is biblical. He said, two hands stretched out to me. That when I saw that two hands from that light stretch out to me, I stretched my hand to those hands. And suddenly I began to speak in tongues. Praise God for that. You can, you can experience God because Jesus came and Jesus brought presence of God down to earth. We can experience His presence among us, and it doesn't happen in Old Testament. But now, now listen. Uh, what what are tongues about? what, what is that tongues all about? Let me let me read a few verses. I'm just I'm just going fast, fast, fast. I want to just cover. It is a initial physical evidence of baptism in the Holy Spirit, and First Corinthians chapter fourteen verse two says, when we speak in tongues. We speak to God. No one understands us. We utter mysteries to God with our spirit. Praise God. This is biblical. What the Bible says about two thousand years ago. Now we can experience that. First Corinthians chapter fourteen verse four says, "When we speak in tongues, we edify. We build up ourselves." Praise God. And again, 1 Corinthians chapter fourteen verse twenty-two says, "Speaking in tongues, it is sign for unbelievers." Let me bring some. What happened? When I came to Christ, 1995, 10 months later, a girl came to our service on the grand church. She was 15 years old. She came and she said, in in one of the chairs, we were about 16 people, we were praying in tongues. Somebody invited her to come. I believe some of you guys invite sometimes other, you know, unbelievers to our service. So she was there, 15 years old girl. And while we were praying all together in tongues, loud, all right? That was Pentecostal church that had been saying, Praise God for that church. So we were praying in tongues. And this girl, she, 15 years old, she was sitting there and laughing at us. And she thought, we are crazy. And we are saying whatever comes to our mouth. While she was sitting, laughing at us, while we were praying, something happened. Oh my goodness, something happened. Holy Spirit came and filled her right there. First time in a service, she, she doesn't know what mean repentance, was that. And, and she began to speak in tongues, and while she was speaking in tongues, she said, oh, I'm crazy like them now, and some lady sitting next to her, said, no, 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 you're not crazy, this is the Holy Spirit, this is the Holy Spirit, because in Acts chapter 2, 10, 19 says that when the Holy Spirit baptizes us, we speak in tongues, that's, that's normal, that happened to us, and since that time, she she is, fo- she is following the Lord, and five years later, that she became my wife. <laughs> Praise God! Praise God! Praise God. And Romans chapter 26, 27 says, Spirit helps us in our prayers. When we speak in tongues, he helps us in our prayers. It says, He intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And he prays accordance to God's will. Praise God. They're speaking in tongues that Jesus said, the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. It's, I call it bonus of Holy Spirit. Listen, it's something amazing that we have. Again, God, Pentecost is God involves us in his plan of salvation for this world. And let me put it this way. Third one, uh, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8 says, Jesus said that, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Witness of Jesus. Jesus said, you will be my witnesses. Let me tell you, promise of Father, the Holy Spirit, comes and dwells in us and lives in us, makes our body as a temple for himself. And he bring, He gives us bonus for us to speak to God, praise God, and to edify us, to have a sign for unbelievers. Now, why? Why, Jesus, we needed that? Something is here as well. Jesus said, you will receive power. And he said, and you will be my witnesses. Pentecost is to be witness for Jesus. When when he baptized me with the Holy Spirit, when I repent, when he baptized me with the Holy Spirit, I will now tell my old friends, Neighbors, relatives, nobody told, nobody told me to do that Evangel. Nobody taught me. We didn't, I didn't have any evangelism classes. You know what I had? Something that lives in me, takes me to others to share, to be witness of Jesus. That Listen, Jesus came. He can forgive your sins. You don't need, need to uh, make your own way to heaven. You cannot make it. He came and he did for you. And now he's presenting you freely as a gift if you want to accept and believe in Jesus Christ. So that, that brother in Russia, whom God changed his life, he brought together his friends and said, listen, something happened in my heart. As today, uh, my, my brother, here, a uh, uh, youth pastor said that. Transformation happens here. And he brings us to others. And we bring our, even, the, he brought his friends, they're drunk, but still he was telling them, listen, something happened in my life. I would prefer to have that brother who br- brings, invites his close friends co-workers, and drinks with them alcohol and tells them, listen, something happened in my heart then to have somebody who who believed in Jesus who received the baptism in the Holy Spirit but put that fire under the table. Come on, somebody. Jesus came and he promised us the Holy Spirit. He baptized us not for us to put on the table. To say, like Cornelius, listen, you got to come to my house, man. Something's going to happen there. you got to come to my house. you got to come and listen. What happened to my life, man? You have to do something. Trust, trust me, you will come. And they were filled with oil. They were there first time. Gentiles, imagine. They were there first time. And when the Holy Spirit came, because they were expecting something from the Lord. And when they were there, the Holy Spirit came not only on Cornelius, but on all who are here in the Word of God? This is what the Lord wants us to expect and come to the uh, to the Lord and house of Lord with an expectation that God is going to do something amazing, amazing in our life. And let me go there, witness of Jesus, for us to know who is witness to Jesus and how they witness to Jesus. We have to go back to Acts of Apostles. We can bring any others today's you know uh, in today's generation, but we have to go back to Acts of Apostles, whom did they witness and how that witness looked like? Did they, prof, did they preach prosperity gospel or they preach something else? Did they preach that, hey, God will bless you, God will bless you, God will, it's about me. No, they, they, they were preaching something else. Let me, let me read it to you. Acts chapter 2, verse 22, 24 and 32. When God baptized them in the first time in the whole history of mankind, they were speaking in tongues. Then Peter, who denied Jesus three times before, man, when the Holy Spirit (laughs) came upon him, he went out telling others openly what happened and what was his preaching. He said, you put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead. God has raised this Jesus to life, and we are witnesses of the fact. He said, Crucify, you crucified, you killed him. And God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this fact that dead Jesus, he died, but God rose him from the dead. Acts chapter 3, verse 15. Again, apostles, they say, you killed the author of life, but God raised him to life. Acts chapter 4, verse 10 says, Jesus Christ, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. Acts chapter 13, verses 28, 31. They asked Pilate to execute him and laid him in a tomb, but God raised him from the dead. And in 1 Corinthians, Corinthians chapter 2, verse 2, Paul said, For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except, nothing except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3 to 5, Apostle Paul wrote, he said, The first importance... The first importance, there's nothing important. The first importance, that Jesus Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. That he was buried. That he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. And many of witnesses of this fact. Listen, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news in this, that Jesus Christ died for our sins and he rose from the dead. And he's alive today. This is the good news. Good news is not that you'll believe in God and God will bless you. God will give you money. God, will... Listen, Bible full of uh, persecution. And in Philippians it says, Paul said, not only believing in Jesus has been granted to you, but also a, a, a persecution, suffering was granted you together and we can say you know i'm i'm chosen to believe in jesus i don't want to take you know uh, persecution side suffering side that doesn't work with the with lord and with his word because of that gospel of jesus christ if you'll see the, in the, in the new testament in a, in a uh, uh, in the uh, evan- ev- evangel in in a, in a new testament epistles suffering and blessings suffering 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 there for Jesus Christ that is good news because Jesus suffered himself first and he gave his life for us and he rose from the dead and he told them you are going to be my witnesses of this real good news this is why apostles they were preaching that we are preaching to you this Jesus who was crucified who suffered, crucified, and who rose from the dead, and today is alive. He died for your and for my sins. And I'm going to read next verses Romans chapter 3, verse 23 25. And Paul said, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. God has pre- presented Jesus Christ as a sacrifice of atonement. For our sins praise God for that and redemption comes freely to them who believe in Jesus Christ only. And Romans chapter 4:25 says, He was delivered over to, to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. And Romans 5:8 says, God demonstrates his own love for us in this while we were still sinners Christ died for our sins. This is the good news that when we preach, this is the what Jesus said that you will be my witnesses that I died for your sins and I rose from the dead. Tell people, because this is the gospel, this is the good news and this good news has the power to save people from their sins, from hell. Nothing else. That gospel, prosperity gospel, will not save people from their sins. And we will lead them more into sins, but the gospel, suffering of Jesus, death of Jesus, resurrection of Jesus is going to save people from sin and from hell. So we have to go back to Apostle, to Book of Apostle, to see what Jesus they were preaching to this generation. We have to preach that Jesus who was crucified, crucified on a cross, who raised from the dead on Thursday. Praise God. And he has victory over death and Satan, over sin. And he said, Listen, if you'll put your trust in me, if you'll believe in me, if you decide to follow after me, you will be wherever I am. That's heaven, God's kingdom. And let me tell you, Acts chapter 13, verse 18, verse 38 says, Through this Jesus, I like that through this Jesus. There are some other Jesus too. There are some other liars too. They said Jesus never been killed on the cross. Jesus never died on the cross. They are liars. Because we have first witnesses who saw Jesus. And Jesus said, you are my witnesses. And you will be my witnesses. We are preaching this Jesus who was crucified. who, 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 Who rose from the dead. Praise God. And now listen. He says, through this Jesus... Christ's forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. And Acts chapter 4, 12, verse 12 says, Salvation found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. In conclusion, when Peter, an apostle, they preached uh, uh, the sermon in chapter, uh, Acts chapter 2, and those people, they were hearing that, they, were in, they weren't hearing about the uh, prosperity gospel. The gospel that bless you, bless you, bless you. It's God that for you, for you, for you. It's like, you know, Aladdin's, you know, a uh, 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 Jin. Like you, you ask him whatever you want. He's there to uh, please your desire. The wrong God. Wrong God. Wrong gospel. Because God involves us in his plan of salvation for this world. And now... When they, when they heard that what Jesus went through, that he died for our sins and he rose from the dead. Man, hell is, hell is truth, correct, and heaven is true. And they asked apostles, they said, they said, what shall we do? Brothers, what shall we do? Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in, a, in, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you'll receive the gift of holy spirit the promise is for you and for your children and for all for all who are far far off for all whom the lord your god will call and today lastly i want to urge you please don't preach other gospel Be, preach what the first apostle they preached Because that's the real, that's the true gospel of Jesus Christ. And Jesus said, you will be my witnesses. You will be my witnesses. You will be my witnesses what I have gone through for your salvation. And repent. And you will receive. This is what Jesus said, the Holy Spirit, the promise, which God, Father promised, is going to come live in you. And I'm going to baptize you You know what this is all about? Promised baptism. It's about being a witness for Jesus, this true Jesus to this generation, dying generation. Without that, they're going to be, they're going to perish forever and ever in hell. So today we have to choose which Jesus we're going to proclaim. And what is that baptism? Why i am receiving that baptism in the Holy Spirit? That comes only by the name of Jesus Christ. Who was crucified on a cross. And who raised from the dead for our justification. Praise God. Thank you so much pastor for having me. May the Lord bless you all. Thank you.